My turn. First of all, Sadie's puppy dog comment was totally out of line. I was not starry-eyed about Zaya. It's just that I don't meet a lot of people who can throw fireballs in battle gods. Stop making faces at me, Sadie. You look like Khufu. Hey. Hi. And, and hello. hello. Welcome to Into the Riordanverse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast that focuses on the Rick Riordan books that don't focus on the Camp Half-Blood saga. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, and the Trials of Apollo. Today, we continue our look into the Kane Chronicles, The Red Pyramid, chapters 13 and 14. I face the killer turkey, and a French guy almost kills us. Hey, Hal, how are you? Oh, back here again, I see. <laughs> uh, well, h- how did that Eminem line go? Uh, what's it called? Uh, some Guess shady, I think. Guess who's back? Back again. Back again. Shady's back. Tell a friend. So guess Guess who's who's back, Hal? Uh, who's back? Us, because uh, we're definitely not recording this episode just after we finished the last one. No, this is a a brand new recording that took place a week in the future. (laughs) Man, Hal, that, that bad thing that happened this week that we totally know about, can you believe that bad thing happened? I know, right? Can you believe it? It was so horrible. I can't believe that bad thing happened under the watch of all the bad people who rule this country and this world. Honestly. Man, that bad thing that happened, I just can't believe it, you know? It it was so bad. So horrible. Uh, imagine how f***ed it would be if something really, really, really bad happened and we're kind of making fun of it. Honestly. Because, <laughs> I mean, at the time this is going up, this uh today is august 17th so that's this week so at the day of this going up today is august 17th which is hoy i can't believe we're halfway through august honestly i I can't believe we're almost done with it like dude we're only so many months until christmas and then we're back to square one Mm. It, the final moments of 2020 are going to be like five, four, three, two. And then instead of it being midnight, January 1st, 2021, it's going to be 1260 PM or 1260 AM January. Or I'm sorry. 1160 PM, December 31st, 2020. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it'll never stop. We'll keep going GG. through this hell year. Because I don't know about you, Hal, but it hasn't been, it has not been a good a year for me. It hasn't been a good year for anyone. No, it hasn't. Corona, uh, police brutality, good people are dying who shouldn't be. Uh, it's just, it's a lot. It's like the world is like, I wonder how much humans can take. <laughs> Let's find out. I can't wait on New Year's Eve when like we count down and then... In the sky is just a giant title, like a credit sequence with everyone's name on it, and then the world just blows up. Mm. No after credit scene, though. No after credit scene. It, listen, I, I just want the last word. You know what I would love in terms of meme to be like the last thing I hear when I die? Hmm. Probably the, si- the Seinfeld theme song. Oh my god, I hate you. J- j- just as I'm dying, as I'm slipping into the next world to hear that 
So, Hal, you remember how uh, two episodes ago we were talking about introducing a new feature where we talked about some of the gods and whatever? Yeah. Yeah, let's not do that. That's that's a lot of work. I I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. At least not for this three-parter recording thing we're doing. Maybe for next week when I can actually have a moment to research and like we can do this properly. Yeah. But for uh for hey, for those of you who liked I guess what would be the like trial of what of what that would look like. Imagine that, but maybe not bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That seems kind of kind of hard <laughs> to imagine. I know, right? But Hal, as always, we are a read along podcast, so we must read along. Hal, what did you give chapter thirteen? I face the killer turkey. I gave this a seven. I gave it an, a seven as well. Oh, a tie. A tie. Spicy. Which is it's just a point for each of us. And mm-hmm. how, what did you give chapter 14, A French Guy Almost Kills Us? I gave that one also a seven. I gave that a perfect 10, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Because when I hear the, when I heard the title, A French Guy Almost Kills Us, I thought of a story my friend Kathleen told me where she was in Canada and she was skiing and she was in like the French part of Canada, I think mm-hmm. like Quebec. And she like had a decent accident and she like, sh- she didn't really break any bones. She just couldn't really get down by herself. So she called over another skier who was going down and she's, and you know, they start speaking and she's not particularly good at speaking Canadian French. So she says, Hey, can we switch to English? My Canadian French isn't that good. And the guy just leaves her. <laughs> I, I'm a head out. But in <laughs> French. I have to find out how to say that in French now. Not just any kind of French. Canadian French. Uh, more work. Which, I love it. Which is just fake French. But Gigi. how? These chapters I liked very much. Because they were long and they were jam-packed with information. Honestly, we get new characters, we get plot exposition. There's, there's, a, there's, there's quite a bit going on in these chapters. So I know we said that we're going to try and do the new format, and we're going to do it again for this week. But I want people to, of course, write in and, and, and you know, if they like it or not, please tell us. We're more than happy to go back to the original format, but I, I wanted to try out this more like streamlined process yeah like streamlined process instead of just us stumbling through the parts of the book that being said let's have our synopsis for chapter 13 and 14 carter sadie and zaya land in the cairo airport after their fight with circuit they dwell deep underground to the first known to enter they must pass a test of crossing a wooden plank which carter passes with flying colors together the trio proceeds to go through the ancient city and go to the hall of ages there they walk down a long hallway really taking in how ancient the history of Egypt is. At the end of the hallway, they meet Chief Lecter Iskander and one of his servants, Desjardins. Desjardins. DJ. The chief looks into Carter and Sadie's stories and decides that in order to proceed, they must be tested. Desjardins tasks himself with checking out the facts in their stories. When the meeting ends, the two men disappear and Zaya tells the children to rest up for their test tomorrow. For there is only two choices, pass or death. You know. Typical, typical hero story. Oh, you must pass this test in order to in order to acquire new powers. But oh, but if you don't, she, pass, you don't get you the die. powers, you die. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. 
I feel like that's the kind of thing that always happens in these ancient mythology stories. Not even just mythology stories, just in general. This is classic comic book stuff, too. You need to prove you are worthy of the power or we'll kill you. It's like, I hope you can fly or you die. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope they have a choice in how they die. If they lose, they're like, okay, you lost. Choose how you must die. And Carter's like, I would like to get crossed by Khufu, please. <laughs> Death and by Khufu- Snoo Snoo. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's not an age-appropriate joke, Mr. Hal. That is It's illegal. okay because, but it's, it's okay because the people who are now reading the books are too young to understand future armor references. Oh, so it's that fine. one hurt. That, that, that one hurt. Oh, God, that one hurt. It's, it's fine. Oh, God, that one hurt. Futurama is that old. Oh, God, that hurt. Uh, yeah, it's it's completely fine. That show has been off the air for a while. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Family Guy, American Dad, The Simpsons. Oh, those shows will never end, especially The Simpsons. The Simpsons will never end. The Simpsons has been going strong for like 15 years and then from 2009 to now it's been it's just been going. <laughs> it's it's not been good, it's not been bad, it's just been going. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, they don't they don't understand future from future armor references. They don't know what Snoo Snoo is. <laughs> uh, I p- part of me you, you you know it's a weird kind of future we live in. When sh- a show that's supposed to take place in the year 3000 seems dated. To be honest. Oh my gosh. Or, oh my god. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this isn't Percy Jackson. We don't have to say oh my gods. I don't think. But there's, there's, there's many. There, there are many gods. Yeah, and I don't give a heck about any of them. You know who I don't give a heck about the least? Ares. Mm-hmm. Comes up behind you and stabs you with a sword. I mean, listen... If that's how I go, that's how I go. I I had a I had a great time reading through. I, number one, I fin I finally like actually read through the Heroes of Olympus series for the first time, like properly all of it, and it was great. And mm-hmm. then I, I and now I'm caught up to all the Trials of Apollo books, and the new one doesn't come out until October, I think, or September. A. And this is gonna be the last time that like Rick is gonna write a story in the camp half-blood saga and it's like the last time we're gonna see annabeth and percy and, and like it's <clears throat> it's definitely the last time we see jason wow <laughs> wow <laughs> wow okay hey hal what's uh jason's favorite food i don't know what is it shish kebab all right so this is the end of the episode guys <laughs> i hope i hope you enjoyed it I'll see you next time. Adios. Oh, get back here. You're you're not done yet. I'm already gone. Alright. So how this is a read-along podcast, we gotta get through reading along. So they uh stumbled into Cairo Airport, which remember in our first episode when I didn't know where Cairo was? Honestly. How we've grown since then. I now I know, know that Cairo you've grown since then. I already knew. How we've grown since then. And yeah, you've grown since then, yep. I want to punch you. Ah, but you can't because we're social distancing. Uh-huh. I will get I, I will get uh, w- one of those guns where like it just extends a boxing glove into your face and I will shoot you with that. Not too close. I'm going to have to have you arrested. <laughs> so they get into Cairo and the first thing they're asking about is like, can Sir Cat follow us? And she's like, nope. 
um, artifacts have to cool down after you use them for something like that. They require like a 12-hour cooldown. Uh, right now, that's not our biggest problem. Our biggest problem is Egyptian police, so we gotta run. <laughs> it's like blasting humans with magic is frowned upon. So let's 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 get let's skedaddle. <laughs> like Zoinks gang, let's skedaddle. And then they, they have to go to the ruins of I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, Heliopolis. Or yeah, Heliopolis? Polis? Pot- potato? Heliopolis. Heliopolis. That sounds a little more better. And how where is Heliopolis? It is underneath the airport. Or rather underneath Cairo in general, but Yeah. Because when the ancient city was pillaged all those centuries ago, uh monuments and stuff were taken, like Cleopatra's two needles. Uh most of the temples were broken down. Anything that was left disappeared underneath Cairo. And it turns out the largest section is underneath the airport. So that's convenient. <laughs> so they you know, they're they're on their way. They open up a broom closet. Uh, Zaya says Sahad, which I guess means turn into a uh, uh, flight of stairs, please. It probably means something along the lines of reveal or uncover. Probably. I think, didn't they already say Sahad earlier? Did they? I don't remember. Let's see. Sahad. Oh, that's not what I was expecting at all. It's a what name, does Sahad apparently. Mean? Apparently it's a word. No, not a word, a name. What does Sahad mean, Mr. Hell? Uh, apparently it's a name that means lucky or prosperity. I mean, you know what? They need a little bit of luck. So Zaya just points in the door and she's like, lucky. And the door turns into a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go down. Heliopolis is all in ruins. Don't touch anything. They reach the bottom where they're presented with their first task. Dun, dun, dun. They are they they've come across an Indiana Jones trial, <laughs> literally, where they have to cross a wooden plank that is guarded by like some statues. And Sadie's like, please, no more psychotic statues. And I could not agree more. The amount of statues that have come to life in this book already is highly distressing. But in order to enter the first gnome, Zaya says that they have to pass a trial in order to enter it. And that the trial is different for each magician. And so. Carter Carter is like super annoyed that that boss and then Zaya like both treated Z- Sadie as the one who had like all the powers and treated Carter like dirt. And then he's hearing his dad. He's hearing his dad's voice inside of his head like fairness means everyone gets what they need. And the only way to get what you need is to make it happen yourself. So Carter is like, I'm going to grow a pair and do this. <laughs> I'm going to be semi-interesting. I, I, I like how Carter now becomes a little interesting just because he draws a sword. Honestly. And then he starts he starts doing a, his best Deadpool impression. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, like, reflecting knives and stuff that are shot at him. And it's like, oh, you're interesting. I see. <laughs> you have the power to reflect knives thrown at you. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes it across... And he is confronted by a bird man or a man oh. bird. Actually, actually, this would be more accurately a man bird. No, Hal, it's it's Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Ah, GG. Now, if you want to talk about a reference that the kids won't get, Harvey mm-hmm. Birdman, attorney at law, that's, that's cutting deep. That was an obscure reference even when that show was on the air. 
<laughs> kind of, yeah. One of my favorite jokes from that show will always be when the Jetsons were on. And the Jetsons are like, we come from the far off future, the year 2002. And Harvey Birdman looks at his calendar and it says 2004. Mm. And it just gets funnier and funnier as the years go by. And it's like, it's 2020. We're in the future. It's like, oh, this is nothing like what the Jetsons told me it would be like. And so Carter goes up to the Birdman and the Birdman looks at uh, Carter and says, I'm going to butcher the crap out of this. Pari Nisawa Nafir, which Sadie later translates as da, 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 Go forth, good king. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Man, that four is casting such a, a shadow. I, I'm sitting in the foreshadow because it is hot today. <laughs> GG. And it's really hot. Right now, at the time they're recording, it is 89 degrees Fahrenheit. Ew. Which for any of our uh, our Celsius listeners, I don't know because screw <laughs> screw Celsius. I actually thought that you knew what the the equivalent was for a second. <laughs> I mean, in Celsius, this is like I think thirty degrees. I- I'm gonna oh, look it up real quick. Hold on. Oh my god. Eighty nine Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit, uh, 31 degrees. I was correct. Oh. oh. I took a really <laughs> rough guess. That was, that was, that was, that was a really good one, though. Oh my god, I hate you so much for that. <laughs> Wait, th- are you telling me that I told the first joke of the podcast that you actually laughed at? Honestly. Oh my oh, gosh. I, I, I feel accomplished. <laughs> Oh. I feel accomplished, Mr. Halley boy. GG. But uh, yeah, 31 degrees Celsius, which, I mean, the only thing that I care about is that zero degrees Celsius, it's also zero degrees Fahrenheit. No, it's not. Zero degrees, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is zero degrees Celsius. Yeah. Never mind. I, I was going to be like, oh, they even out. And then, no, they don't, because the world is weird. You cannot, pay, you cannot pay me enough to be a metric-using swine kilometers no thank you Meters, everywhere else in the world no, thank be like you. Mm? uh 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 kilograms no thank you uh uh yards no not yards is american meters i already said meters i, I don't know where i'm going with this how i'm suffering heat stroke anywho but they they start passing through what is described as an open air market even though they are definitely underground <laughs> it's about as open air as it can be honestly and we get some exposition where we apparently learn that the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is the Disney, the quintessential Disney, Disney anime animation, mm-hmm. was based off of a Egyptian story, allegedly. And I actually looked into this Egyptian story. You want to hear about it now? I do, actually. Here, l- l- let me, l- here, stop me if you heard this before. So there's a story by, uh, I think it's, the name is pronounced y- Eucrates. E-U-K-R-A-T-E-S, and it involves him and this guy named Isis. Wait, we know an Isis. Isis is a goddess of magic, I believe. I believe that's her title. Egyptian god. Isis is... (laughs) The daughter of nuts. (laughs) I'm never gonna... I am never going to let that go she's the daughter of Nut. you are right she's the goddess of magic fertility motherhood and death 
Uh, um, she's basically Hera. She's basically but, oh god, but less, but, but less, but less, less of a bitch. <laughs> so Eucrates sells up to a city in Egypt called Koptos with the intention of going to the statue of Menon for an oracle. Uh, along the way, he meets uh, a man, uh, a scribe who was living 23 years in Egyptian sanctuaries and learning magic from Isis herself. Uh, this guy's name was Pancrates, who was a famous teacher and uh, a friend of Eucrates. Anyway, so Eucrates and Pancrates hit it off and they become friends and Pancrates invites him to his house, uh, which there, stop me if you heard this before, Pancrates would take a stick of wood, a broom, uh, a door bar or a pestle or something put clothing on it, speak some words of magic, and the broom would come to life and take care of whatever the whatever the magician wanted. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. And then Eucrates, uh, one day just, like, snuck up behind Pancrates, heard the incantations, and when Eucrates left, or I'm sorry, when Pancrates left, Eucrates went, uh, did all the magic, and he ordered the broom to go fetch pails of water. And oh. the broom kept doing this until there was water everywhere. Eucrates tried to stop it and to order them to stop, but he didn't learn quite as much, so uh, the the broom wouldn't stop. In an attempt to stop the brooms, stop me if you've heard this, Eucrates breaks the broom in two, and now two servants become, you know, uh, start bringing the water until the house is practically floating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pancrates restore- returns home and restores order, oh, <clears throat> and restores order, order and then eucrates never sees them again so yeah i can see where this story came from it is very much like one for one honestly to be honest honestly to be honest yep so they're going through the open air market uh dozens of stalls with things like boomerang wands animated clay dolls parrots cobras papyrus scrolls hundreds of different glittering amulets and they keep going uh and they pass they pass a dark river full of tiger fish, which are like piranhas, but they weigh 16 pounds. Which is terrifying. Which is terrifying. Uh, along the way, they also peek into a little building where they see a bunch of little kids learning how to scry. That the first norm must keep in contact with brethren, and the youngest people are like operators. Which gives me such a mental image of like a call center. Honestly. Oh my god. E- Egyptian tech support, how may I help you? <laughs> Which Ring around bad. to Rosie. This is Rosie. <laughs> if somebody ever answered the phone like that, I would hang up. <laughs> I would be like, and no, hang up. We we are done here. Our 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 business has been concluded. Mm. Uh, and then we get a little history, a little more information about the gnomes. So Egypt is the first gnome, and New York is the twenty first. What's the last one? The two hundred and sixtieth. That would be Antarctica, where. <laughs> It only resides a couple of cold magicians and some magic penguins. And I, I want to see these magic penguins. I want a magic penguin. <laughs> all, all I'm thinking about is Gunther from Adventure Time. Just like, I need, I need magic. So they keep walking along and they are underneath the spink at Giza. And Carter's like, what? We just walked 26 miles like that? And Zaya's like, yeah, dude magic and sadie's like yeah stupid carter magic Mm. they go into i love so much that zaya's like so bored about king tut's tomb and she's like that boy's tomb 
boring. You should see some of the good tombs. I'm like, oh, I love this so much. Mm-hmm. I love that they're both they're both nerding out and Sadie's just in the background, like, ugh. I love how uh, Julius apparently named Carter after the guy who found King Tut's tomb, Hart- Howard Carter. Yeah. Uh, and he's like upset that it's not a good tomb. And we are now introduced. So and and, <clears throat> and then afterwards, Zia Zaya opens these two bronze doors to what she calls the Hall of Ages, and they walk in. That concludes chapter 13. Chapter 14, they open up with um, them going into the Hall of Ages, which is described as a double row of stone pillars held up by a ceiling so high you could have parked a blimp under it with no trouble. A shimmering blue carpet that looked like water ran down the center of the hall, which was so long I couldn't even see the end. Balls of fire floated around like helium basketballs, changing color whenever they bumped into one another. Millions of tiny hieroglyphic symbols also drifted through the air randomly combining into words and then breaking apart i grabbed a pair of glowing red legs i love that they're actually like floating legs it i i and i'm just remembering the line from a few chapters ago where uh amos was like compared to roman greece egypt is like super duper ancient it's like we used to be our own country our own like kingdom and then and then the greeks invaded and then the romans invaded (laughs) <laughs> and then the english came yay <laughs> so they're walking down and as they're walking down they go first through the old kingdom the first great age of the first great age of egypt um yeah. they saw the workers they saw like pictures of the workers building the first pyramids uh building the biggest yeah. pyramid yeah workers in giza <laughs> slaves yeah workers. i mean <laughs> yes they were they, they were compensated for their hard work by getting whipped to do more work of course i just love good whippings after a hard day's work i mean that's pretty much how jeff bezos runs his company shots fired oh <laughs> wah, 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 wah. i mean look people are getting fired in amazon just for taking bathroom breaks it's like it's like oh Imagine he's walking out of the bathroom and just getting handed an Amazon note being like, you're fired, lol. <laughs> I imagine that's all the pink slip says. You're fired, lol. <laughs> <laughs> you're fired, lol. Sign Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world. Isn't it sad? And then they come up to the part of the hall that is about the Middle Kingdom, which is a bloody chaotic time. But there was also when the House of Life came to maturity and they started going through scenes of armies fighting, temples being built ships on the nile magicians throwing fire um and this is when card is like oh yeah egypt is old mm-hmm. extremely so for all my D players who um who who like the the game D, obviously uh how are you familiar with fireball i am you know why you should never cast fireball or, or wow. almost never cast because it is an aoe uh, like fire bursts. So if you're in a small room and you know, you're like fireball, the monster, you will kill the monster, but you'll also kill yourself and your friends. I don't see a problem. <laughs> I-, I love the memes that are like, you can't fireball. The room's too small. And you and, and the, and the guy who's going to fireball is like, did I stutter? <laughs> fireball. <laughs> <laughs> fireball. Commit murder. Arson. Let's mm-hmm. go. Set everything on fire. I am a pyromaniac. 
But anyway, they cross through the next threshold and we are introduced to the New Kingdom, which was apparently the last time the Egyptians were ruled by Egyptians. We get we get images of uh I'm gonna I'm not gonna even I, I would say Hatshepsut? Uh yeah, what he said. <laughs> who was the who greatest was... female pharaoh? Who ruled as a man because sexism was prevalent even back then. Isn't it great? <laughs> Hooray. We and also get she's... images of Ramses the Great leading his chariots into battle. And I'm like, chariots? That sounds like Romans. <laughs> and then there was a man in tattered robes. And shaggy black beard. And wild eyes. Who we learned was... Moses, or as he was known by several different names, which is actually just—it was actually just me using different email addresses. He—he <laughs> he, he was Musa, or by his own people, Moshe, and apparently we in modern time call him Moses. He's the only foreigner to have ever defeated the house in a magical duel. And they're like, "Oh, it's like, oh, interesting." <laughs> it's like we would not—we would not kid about stuff like that. We take our we take our magical jewels and children books very seriously. We take our ancient Egyptian card games very seriously. He played pot of greed and no one knew what it did. What it does. <laughs> so they saw a man and they keep looking. They see a man standing over a battle a table of battle figurines, wooden toy ships and stuff. He was dressed like a pharaoh, and this is the last Egyptian king and the last sorcerer of pharaoh. His name is Nectenebo the uh, second, and he still died. So they moved to another line the Potalamic times, which is when Alexander the Great conquered the known world, including Egypt. And this is when you could just see a bunch of kings and queens looking desperate or lazy or apathetic. And nothing really happened during this time, except for the Romans marching into the city of Alexandria, where we learn about our good old pal, Cleopatra. <laughs> it's like, but then she killed herself. Yeah. Mainly because she didn't want, um, she didn't want to go up against Rome. Like she yeah. lost against Rome and then she took her life. Uh, Egypt, the great nation, faded. There was language was forgotten and gone, uh, and the House of Life survived, but they were forced into hiding. And then they start going through more modern history: Arab armies riding into Egypt, Napoleon marching under the pyramids, the British coming and building the Suez Canal. And then I really like that um, they, they're like every year the Hall of Ages grew longer up until present, and it was like to encompass our history. And I'm like, I guess that just means. What history isn't happening anymore? Pretty much. And then we're introduced to our two to two new characters. The first character, who is Chief Lecter Iskander, he's described with skin like a lunch bag paper, uh, mm. brown, thin, and wrinkled. He had white linen robes hung, hanging loosely off his small frame, and a leopard skin was draped around his shoulders. And his hand shaking, his hand was grasping a big wooden staff, but it was shaking, and. Uh, weirdest of all, the hieroglyphics that are in the air seem to be coming out of him. Basically, he he old as he old as hell, but he magic as hell. <laughs> exactly. And then we're introduced to the, another character. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. This this Jardins, I think. Uh, douchebag. <laughs> that's douchebag. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I feel like that's mildly offensive. It's like no, this guy's this guy's a douche. A little bit. 
it's not even it's it's not even just uh, it's not even about him being like French or his name being hard to pronounce. It's like no, this guy is just a douchebag. So, and then Iskander is being all polite and talking to them in Greek, which douchebag has to translate. And he's like, oh yeah, the master's is nice as he like he likes he's he's glad to meet you he's not accusing you of any of the crimes of your family because we don't have proof but mm-hmm. also uh it, we find any proof will kill you it's like i just want to stab you a little i just want to stab you uh i'm gonna actually try and pronounce this jardins this jardins um is trying to like it, it remind them that hey we can kill you whenever we want you your family broke our most important laws your dad and your mom broke it once at cleopatra and then your dad broke it again at the rosetta stone they don't know where amos is which i'm surprised it's like they i I believe there was something to the effect of they were tracking him before they were tracking the father earlier but they Mm -hmm. probably lost track of him considering he was considering he was kidnapped and then Amos is like what if i go look for him and now he's missing too. Isn't it great? Da, da, da. It's almost as if they're in danger. <laughs> Foreshadowing. And so Carter and Sadie are like, look, we know you're trying to keep us safe and not blame us for our family, but like our dad's in trouble and we met Set and Sirket and Iskander like freaks out a little bit and he's like, okay, tell me your story. And so they tell him his story and Dysjander is like, you're lying, you evil little children. Can I stab them, please? And Iskander's <laughs> like, no, no. We, we can't stab them. They're children. It's like, we'll, st- we'll stab them later, but only a little bit. <laughs> only a little bit. And then when Sadie mentions um, Bast, this Jardins is like, yeah, that's bad. You can't be friends with a god. That's that, that, that's bad. It is forbidden and, in our in our family to call on their powers. And I love I love Sadie's like, yeah, they said she said that you'd be you'd be hyper paranoid. And he's like, can I stab them now, please? Heck, from the from the passage that describes how like the weird smell of ozone and the hairs on his neck sta- on Carter's neck standing up, I thought he was gonna blast them with lightning. He was gonna do a Zeus. Mm-hmm. But then Zaya's like, back to what we were trying to discuss. But she she notes that whenever she tried to when she tried to seal the circuit, circuit reformed almost instantly afterwards, and she couldn't like banish her back to the duat. And both the old men are like, "Yeah, there's there's no problem here. You're just a girl with weak magic. There's no problem here." And I'm like, "Oh, cool, sexism." Mm-hmm. It's like, isn't it great? And then this Jardins is like, "Yeah, so forget all of this. Let's just stab these kids." Mm-hmm. And Iskander is like, no, we're not going to stab the kids. We're going to let Zaya test them. Meanwhile, Dysjander is going to seek out the truth or the lies in their stories. And he promises to punish them punish them for their lies. And they're like, thank you for not murdering us. And then Zaya is like, well, okay, we got to, I'll show you where you're going to sleep. Tomorrow you're going to get tested. And Sadie's like, okay, what happens if we fail this test? You die. He's like, there is no failing the test. You either pass or... Or you 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 gonna be you gonna be one you gonna be two dead kids, <laughs> two kids gonna die tonight. And that is the end of these chapters. Said so this was this was a lot this was a lot of exposition. We got a bit more background information on the the house of life, and how they how they function a bit. We got introduced to douchebag man. <laughs> it's just like oh, 
I wish he would go away. I liked number one that when when Carter blurts out like, "Oh my God, you're a really old guy," Iskander just like chuckles. He's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty old." Mm-hmm. And it'd be like that. The passage of time comes for us all, and I'm the passage of time is still trying to come for me. Truly. Hal, do you have any more thoughts about uh, chapter thirteen and fourteen? Um, I'm excited to learn more about um, Iskander. Mm, same. I, I, I'm liking this guy a little bit. He's this old ancient guy. Hieroglyphics are flying out of him. He speaks ancient Greek, which, I mean, if they had Percy Jackson there, he'd probably be able to translate a little better and be like, yeah, this guy is just talking about beans. <laughs> Grandpa over here wants his wants his porridge for the day. And I can't wait for Douchebag to stab us in the back because it's totally not obvious that he's going to do that. Uh, stab him, fireball. No, douchebag, don't use fireball. We're in an enclosed space. Douchebag, I heard you want me to use fireball. But Hal, it was great doing another episode with you. You have any final thoughts? Um, no. I think think this is an interesting place to to end things for the moment. Mm -hmm. Next week, hopefully. So the reason we recorded three in a row to upload over the course of three weeks is I think I said in the first one, or in the, the episode from three weeks ago, that I am waiting for my computer to come back to me all nice and fixed. And hopefully it'll come back to me before we have to record again for next week. If not, look for updates on Twitter and uh, hopefully, hopefully everything will work out for the best. Knowing this year, well, we won't see you until next year. Hasn't been my day, my week, my month, or even my year. To be honest. Oh boy. How... It is time for our outro. Thank you all for listening. If you liked our podcast, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, SoundCloud, all that jazz. Uh, Leave a review wherever you listen. If you want to engage with the show, you can leave us an email at intotherightwardinverse at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, corrections, concerns. Heck, we'll even be happy if you say hi. If you want to engage with me personally, I am on Twitter at the damn meme page as damn spelled D-A-M. My break should be over by now and I should be back on Twitter uh, engaging with people. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow the show at Pod on Twitter.com. Hal, where can they follow you on social media? They can follow me at into the nothing verse because I don't have social media. Hal? If anything, you guys can just tell him. You can just pass your message to Rob and he'll pass the message along to me. Hal, how much money do I have to give you to get to make a Twitter? Uh, you don't have enough money for that. I will give you $10. Oh, that's not enough. That is a, that is enough for a chicken nugget meal from Wendy's. N- no, it's not. $10? Yes, it is. No, it's not. How expensive are meals from Wendy's? Whatever. Um, <laughs> Hal, that was great recording with you. I will see you next week and I'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Adios.